So a couple of weeks ago, I had a date night with my husband. Actually, I have no idea why, but he just presented with this incredible seafood platter. Um, There was a bottle of champagne. I never drink champagne. I still don't really know what it was all about, but I was all for it. And you may or may not have seen me drunkenly gram about my night with him. This is a this is a huge life lesson for me. Like when I'm drinking, I just need to put my phone away. I'm an oversharer at the best of times. I'm an oversharer when I'm sober. So after a few bubbles, oh God. Anyway, I made the mistake. I don't know if it was a mistake. I don't know. I didn't mind sharing it. I can tell you right now that from all the messages I've gotten, I think the lady sold about 60 of the things that I'm about to tell you about. So I was sent a, I guess like a PR package from some girls at the Memo. Here I was thinking it was going to be like, I don't know, a bottle of wine or something. And it was a vibrator. One of the weirdest looking vibrators I've ever seen. It was in the shape of a pear. And I was like, wow, I'm... I don't know if I feel comfortable inserting that inside me, but lo and behold, it is for your clitoris. Game changer, because that's that's the golden spot for me, to be honest. So that's what we're going to be talking about today. Sex, self-pleasure, all of that jazz. So let's do this. I'm Amy Gerard, guys. This is Beyond the Likes. I should just let you know, Lise, as my producer, you may feel a little bit uncomfortable with this episode. I already do, just so we're clear. Lisa is very proper and I... I'm a lady. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> she's she's somewhat the opposite to me. So just a heads up. Yeah. Just, you know, just we'll just roll with it, okay? Good. So I guess the whole point of this podcast was after sharing that little bit about the night that I had with Ryan, I had lots and lots of messages from women saying, you know, how did you get your sex life back? What do you do to keep the flame alive in the bedroom? Do do you use the vibrator on him or you? No, you definitely don't need it on him. That bloke does not need any assistance in enjoying himself in the sack. But it kind of got me thinking about the evolution of my sex life. You know, when you first meet your partner, whether it's your boyfriend or whatever, you're in that lust period, so you you guys are banging like rabbits. It's called the romance period, is that what it's called? I mean, yeah, I guess. Are you still in it with your partner? You are dead to me. <laughs> I mean, you've been together for, what, 18 years? I, I, stopped, <laughs> I think you stopped counting after 10. But listen, there's definitely – my parents are going to kill me. No, you're not saying anything bad. I know. You're all right, we'll block them. Yeah, poor Rose and Steve. <laughs> Fats. Oh, gosh. Listen, I think there's you go through different periods. Kids definitely throw a spanner, yeah. but, you know, yeah. Yeah, there's not much going on when there's children involved. <laughs> I remember when Ryan and I were first together, we would – we were like little horny teenagers. The whole like once you pop you can't stop kind of motto. We would go on dates and we would have sex on the beach. Obviously not in front of people. It would be dark. But there was a lot of sexing and when we weren't sexing we were dry humping and then when we weren't dry humping there was a lot of fingers moving about. Oh, and goodness. <laughs> texting. We were in the lust period and thank bloody God we got that done as well because – I had a baby very soon after we met. Like we, I fell pregnant with Charlie seven months after dating Ryan, 
which was a bit of a – I mean, I went from being a very sexually active, outgoing, <sighs> bit of a hornbag to – a big, moaning, miserable pregnant woman who just, you know, had morning sickness every single day for about 21 weeks. So it was a bit of a mood killer, sex killer. I will mention, though, that I hit the second trimester in my pregnancy and I was a horny beast. That did not happen to me. Really? And you had girls as well. Mm. I actually thought that when you have girls I actually read somewhere that girl girls make you hornier and boys absolutely kill your sex life and that is so true for me but you had two girls, two girls. And no mm. not a horny bastard no. <laughs> no I was a level of horny that I'd never experienced in my life like I couldn't even concentrate at work and I would be like working as a paralegal and I would just feel this like throbbing urge down in my nether regions and like my whole face would go numb and I was like, oh, I just have to go and sort myself out and I'd have to go to the bathroom and just have a maz. I am my- <laughs> I'm about to get under the table. I'm going to get <laughs> under the table and just hide. Listen, it sounds a little bit weird saying it out loud, like just masturbating at work, but I, I just. I think it's the name that you use. To- maz? Maz? Yeah. It's yeah. just, I, it's I like abbreviate a, everything. It's like a girl's name, you know? Well, I mean, I would never call my daughter Maz. <laughs> well, now you wouldn't. <laughs> but it was weird because I've never experienced urges like that. Like that must be what it feels like to be a man with like blue balls, like just a firm rod. <laughs> but I had a like a pulsating vagina. Anyway, I, I, where have I gone with this podcast? <laughs> anyway, so I was a horny beast with... My pregnancy with Charlie, I used to basically demand Ryan have sex with me. He was a bit like, oh, your titties have gone to like a double G and you're very large out front and I just I couldn't get enough of the peen. So I would be like, do me from behind. I remember once I got a glimpse of myself and I was on all fours on the bed and I had like my knuckles bent down into the bed and I looked to the side mirror and I looked like a silverback gorilla. <laughs> Literally, I looked like a silverback gorilla. I was rather, I was, everything was just hanging down. I was angry, but I was like, yeah, stick it in. Anyway, Charlie also came early because of that. Um, the midwife did tell me that semen softens your cervix. And um, we were doing a lot of cervix softening. I tried that though. But did you try it I'd- like four times a week? No. <laughs> the, yeah, so my cervix was basically just pulling apart. It was that soft thanks to my hunger for the peen. Anyway, I then had Bobby and Kobe and I I reckon I had sex maybe once or twice in the whole nine months. I was just the unhorniest person ever. I was basically asexual. Poor bloke. Ryan was just like, Are you, is she coming? Is she going? Like, is she horny? Is she not horny? You are pretty angry during those pregnancies though, towards the end. I was like, angry with the boys. Yeah. I was moody, angry, not horny at all and had really bad skin. Dermatitis all over my face. I just remember this one time we were at a cafe, like with lots of people mm. and you were sitting there and you just pulled up your shirt and you had this big, like, pregnant stomach out and you're just sitting with it out like a like a gorilla and you're like I'm, I'm too hot <laughs> that does not sound like something I would do Ooh, pregnancy with Bobby or Kobe Kobe oh yeah Kobe's pregnancy could eat a dick that was the worst nine months of my life 
and he was so big. Sorry, let me, um, we've absolutely gone on a tangent about my pregnancies. I want to take it back to sex because so many people are living different lives to what they know in regards to their sex life. So basically, I've had three children. I don't know about you, but after I had three babies, I swear to God, like my body parts internally moved. Like my G-spot, I used to know where it was internally and it is now, it must be up in my rib cage somewhere. I don't even think I've ever said the words G-spot out loud. (laughs) Let alone what you just did then to communicate it. Congratulations! Yeah, it's your first G spot. Pop, popped the cherry, hey? No, but like, okay, Lise, let's yeah. Say for example, you and your partner are having sex. Mm-hmm. Can you get on top and have an orgasm? I I am. It's you- okay. You, I know you're the producer, but <coughs> I just I need you in. But I need you in on this episode. Yes. Oh, you can. Yes. Okay. If so you ask me another question. Okay. <laughs> I've got so many, but I won't. I won't. And I ask you the questions, hey? You can ask me some questions at the end. Okay, good. So I used to be able to, I used to be like my favourite position was jumping on top because Mm. it was a surefire way for me to always finish. Mm. So Ryan and I used to, when we first started dating, I'd be like cowgirl facing him, reverse cowgirl, fucking side saddle cowgirl, you name it. Me being on top was like, it was a home run for me. And then I've had kids and I don't know where it's gone. Like Ryan's penis hasn't shrunk. The only the only possible outcome is that my <laughs> is that my G spot's gone missing. Well, like I mean, listen, you had three natural births and I didn't. So yeah. maybe that's got something to do maybe with that, it. Maybe I pushed my G spot out with my children. <laughs> maybe it fell out with one of the placentas. <laughs> well, mine's perfectly intact. Uh, right. All where right. It all right. Was. So okay. All right. <laughs> well, rub it in. So what for me? I need, a, like, for me to be able to finish and hit a home run, it has to, I have to have clit stimulation. That's where it's at for me. Without it being, you know, looked after or stroked or petted or licked, there's, there's no dice, basically. So, listen, when Ryan and I first started dating, he, I remember, I'll never forget the first time he went down on me. And everybody's different and, you know, his old technique may have suited his ex-girlfriend, but it was, it was, it was, it was bad. Like I love my husband and my biggest thing is being vocal in the bedroom. So I'm not like when he went down there and he was like, <laughs> like a big bulldog and he was like, those fingers and I was like, I can't explain it. But oh, no, I hope, I'm glad you did the sound. Though, I'm hoping that we like could, sound could effect it. gave yeah. you an idea. No, good. So I was like, oh, my God, like there's someone's going to start a fire down there and not in a good way. So I was like, time out, time out. I just I basically spoke to him about what I like and, you know, figure eights with a flat tongue. <laughs> I wish you could see the looks I'm getting from Lisa right now. But no, like I, I so know. So you literally were like, hey, I want you to do Like this. short of drawing a diagram, yes. <laughs> I, I, but why not? Like if he... Like he loves, like I know he likes being pulled off in a certain way, which I would never have known. Like the guy basically wants a Chinese burn when I'm giving him a wristy, right? And he just had to advocate that for me. Like so I spoke, you know, he spoke up, I spoke up. Everyone's a winner. Mm -hmm. Anyway, he's an absolute boss at that. So for us now, I just, like we both know that if, if, if it's a quickie, it's, you know, us in the bathroom 
me bend over the bathroom or whatever or something like that. That's a quickie. But otherwise we get in the sack and it's, you know, a strung out thing where we are both looked after and stuff like that. Now, this has only realistically come about, I want to be honest and say in the last six months. So that's a year and a half after Kobe was born. And that is, I'm really shit at maths, basically five years after I had my first child. So the years in between Ryan and I first dating and basically now where we are somewhat more sexually active again, they there was massive lulls in there. So we didn't just bang on the fly. The first time I had sex with him after having Charlie, I burst into tears. Like I was not ready and not that he pressured me into it or whatnot. Like I think it had been like eight weeks or something, but I was just, I wasn't traumatized from her birth, but it was just so fresh and I had quite a lot of internal stitches after her birth and it was just a lot and I don't know why, but I burst into tears afterwards and then obviously he absolutely freaked out. So my sex life after Charlie was pretty tame. You know, a lot of the time you have sex for them and they have sex for you and occasionally you both want to bang at the same time, which is nice. But the first, you know, year after Charlie, it was more just me wanting to not make him feel left out and still feel loved by me and still feel wanted by me. And then after Bobby, oh, two kids basically was like a brick to the face. So I basically never put out. I was not really overly interested in sex. I was so – every time I would, would have sex, I'd get a UTI and I was so paranoid about getting them over and over again. So I basically just didn't put out much. And I, I would say that, honestly, my libido had taken uh, – like a long-term holiday in Mexico or something. Like I just remember speaking to girlfriends. I swear I haven't spoke to you about it. Like I just, I never felt horny. I do remember you saying that to me. I never, and I was so sad about it as well because I, I want to feel horny again. <laughs> I wanted to, I really did. But I think the biggest thing to take from this, if it's anything, is that Give yourself time and don't jump back on the sausage if you're not ready because it might not feel good for you and it might not like sort your pelvic floor out. I had to go to a woman's physio after giving birth to Kobe whose head was like the size of a watermelon. I had to like my pelvic floor was obliterated. So I think that played a part. Sorting out my pelvic floor has been a game changer. Oh, that's right. You went to cross. I went to it? vagina CrossFit. Yeah. Yeah. So, and they it's basically a chair that does Kegels for you. It was, I actually, now did that Ryan I, say that he noticed a difference? Yes, he did. Yeah. And the more I think about it, the more my sex has been better ever since then. Yeah, right. And they did say that. They said that um, sexual intercourse will improve. That makes so much sense. Maybe it was vagina CrossFit. Maybe. Shout out to Vagina CrossFit. I don't even know their handle, sorry. I remember you going there and me thinking, what is this for? But it's it was for that. It was for it was for your pelvic floor. But mm. and it and it it has honestly made the biggest difference. That mm. is what it is. Mm. There you go. And maybe because I'm enjoying sex so much more now, that's why my libido's come back naturally. Maybe. Maybe. Maybe it's vagina crossfit and my little pear-shaped present. I actually think the combination of the two, I can't stress enough. Like last week, my mind was 
fucking blown. Wow. No, as in like I was on another level. I could not even talk. Ryan thought I'd had a stroke. Listen, you know why I know? Because you grammed it. <laughs> Everybody knows about it. But I was, I, I was like, I just want every other woman to feel this. I was like... I think it was the shape of the like you were holding it next to your face, and I was like, "Have you just used it? Is it is it clean?" I all, mean, all of the thoughts I had, right? <laughs> but I don't know because I'm such a prude. You need one. I'm not getting one. I'm buying you one. Do not buy me I'm one. I'm buying you one. Don't waste your money. I just want to. How did you use it? Where did it go? I. It's okay. I had so, so many questions, oh, but I, I don't care to ask them. Lots of people ask me. It does not go inside you. I mean, you could probably put the tip in, but I don't. It's not used for that. So it's it's literally used to go. I reckon you could put it up against your butthole as well. That would feel really nice. Oh my goodness! But no, it's basically used to go on your clitoris, and it has like seven different settings. So you've got like a low vibration. It's got a medium vibration. A like a a harder one. So it sits there. At the so, same time. it's like a curved on the inside, so it kind of cups your clit. Oh, God. No, I am passionate about normalising self-care, you know. I, I think it's really, really important. Mm-hmm. I want to make a change in the industry through elevated products. <laughs> I'm joking. I'm reading, I'm reading from this lady who sent me a message after I tagged her brand. Oh, I bet she... She wants me to come on as her as ambassador. Oh, well, yeah. I've said no, obviously. I don't think collabing with dildos is my lane. Yeah, listen, it's not. But, you know, I do think self-pleasure is a big thing. I think it's so important for women to know how to get themselves off. I reckon some women would not even know where... I'm not going to say the word is. The the clip. Can I say they're not going to know where it is to even put it? I guarantee you. So I got this really, me- I got this really sad message from this lady who was like, "I've never had an orgasm in my life," and I was like, "Oh, babes, like that is so sad. Please, please, like buy one of these things, or even don't buy one of the like." She was, she said she had been married for nine years and she'd never once had an orgasm. She obviously hasn't had that chat like you did with Ryan at the start. <laughs> I think some people are just so shy and it's so like it it makes people feel so uncomfortable and they're so shy and embarrassed by it, right? Because women aren't meant to talk about sex and they're not meant to talk about these things and there's I don't know if it's a women men thing. I think it's just what you're comfortable with. Like I am so uncomfortable right now. <laughs> I want you to start self-pleasuring yourself. Uh, uh, you I have- mean you tried once. You did try once. You didn't get there because you got too embarrassed. We, we, I'm, I'm tapping out. Let's you, bring this back to your story. Are you getting embarrassed? I'm beyond embarrassed. <laughs> okay, listen. So I just want to give a quick rundown of what this vibrator does. So basically you pop it on your clit so you can be having sex with your partner um, and you can just add this into the mix. So obviously it can be used on your like on your own or you can add it into – sexy time with your partner and it basically just sits on the top of your thing and you there's all these different levels and different vibrations and you just got to find the one that you are vibing with and let it do the job look sex is taboo talking about it is taboo to some people not you know I'm sure a lot of people are 
introducing things into the bedroom and do have a really healthy sex life and they just don't like talking about it, right? I'm an oversharer at the best of times. So, I mean, I'm not going to live stream our sex life, but talking about it on the odd occasion, I don't I don't think there's anything wrong with it. I, I think it's a really healthy thing. I think it's a really important part of marriage or a relationship and I'm all for it, but I'm mostly all for women like getting the best out of, you know, a sex life or just knowing their body inside and out and knowing how to make themselves feel good because there is no greater feeling on earth. Yeah, listen. (laughs) You're still out? (laughs) New producer wanted Amy (laughs) Gerard's podcast. But in saying that, we do have lots of questions that came through for you because lots of women agreed with you and yes I got so many messages from that story how many messages did you get like over almost 2,000 messages wow from people saying thank you for normalizing it thank you for speaking about it p.s. I bought that vibrator wow (laughs) yeah you're gonna have shares in that listen I'm sure there's a lot of people who were like oh my god did you see that whole Amy Gerard she was basically I'm gonna be straight (laughs) with you I said to one of my other best mates I was like do you see that story (laughs) and she was like where can I get that thing from (laughs) I bet I know who you're talking to. (laughs) Listen, okay, I'm going to ask you a couple of questions that have come through. Mm -hmm. How do you keep things alive in a marriage? Um, When there's children involved, I think it's all about lowering expectations because when kids are so small and vulnerable, you basically, you really do have to put them first and that sometimes means putting your marriage on the back burner. So I'm not saying like your marriage just goes to shit, but I just mean it might not be your number one priority. Well, in my instance, when I've got, when I had, you know, three small kids under the age of four that required all of my time and attention and, you know, needs and wants and all of that jazz, Ryan didn't really get a look in. So I I would say you have to lower expectations, but Also, you both need to be on the same page. You both need to understand that, you know, you are in the eye of the storm and sometimes you just have to bunker down together and uh, wait it out. So it's not going to be like that forever. But, you know, for a couple of years, you just got to find little pockets of time and, you know, have, have a nice dinner together or go for a walk, get the kids looked after by grandparents and go out for dinner or make time for each other every now and again. But also, yeah, by lowering expectations, no one will get, I guess, disappointed and be on the same page and communicate. Well, you mentioned date night. So what is your ideal date night? Are we talking pre or post COVID? Why don't you do both for me? In COVID times, there's literally nothing to do. So we just do a lot of eating and a lot of drinking a lot of gramming about my sex life. <laughs> no, it's basically just all around food and booze. That's what Ryan and I bond over. Um, he's a fantastic cook and I'm a great eater. And we love making cocktails and stuff like that. So whether it's, you know, we usually, it's a lot more enjoyable once the kids are in bed, obviously. Um, we might, ha- you know, have a really nice dinner, watch a nice movie and just chill out. That's really all you can do. And pre-COVID, we actually went on a date night right before COVID hit, which was beautiful. Um, We got a hotel room in the city and Ryan used to work in liquor. And so we went to some really, really cool cocktail bars where obviously he used to, I guess, service some of them. And we did like a cocktail bar crawl 
which was really, really cool. And then we went to a little restaurant in the city called Beppi's, which was one of the first places we went for dinner when we first started dating. It's like this really old school Italian place and you sit in like a wine cellar. Yeah. It's so cool. And we had a really nice meal there. Then we went back to the hotel room. We banged like porn stars. And then we slept in separate beds because for some reason they'd given us two queen beds instead of one king which actually worked out fine because how nice is it sprawling out in your own bed so that was an ideal date night and then we got up had a leisurely breakfast at our own pace walked to the city holding hands just the two of us and then we went home to the kids yeah nice so it was a nice 24 hours i actually remember you um sending me photos from the hotel of you two sleeping in separate beds yeah it's a good time yeah it's amazing <laughs> okay how often do you have sex it varies obviously Right now, we have sex at least once a week. Yeah. But, I mean, sometimes like Shark Week and I don't want to – like I just don't come near me, don't look at me, don't even breathe in my direction. I'm always the horniest right after my periods finish. I actually think that's a thing. Um, So sometimes in that week we might do it twice. Ooh, look out. But, yeah, after babies, God, once once three times a year (laughs) – only now it's taken a while to get us back here okay now this last question i feel like this is a big hot topic for a lot of women Mm -hmm. do you care if ryan watches porn and i do not want to be asked what i care about just (laughs) i already know your answer absolutely not i i watch porn myself i would hate it if ryan had a problem with me watching porn for me porn is just a a service provider it's basically like the internet. It just provides a service and that is just to get me off. Okay, so then answer me this. Mm-hmm. Do you want him to tell you that he's about to watch porn? I, if he, so basically sometimes. Because didn't you catch him once? Yeah, I've, I've caught him a few times. He looks like a deer in the headlights. And it's so funny because he gets so uncomfortable and I obviously, it makes me laugh hysterically. I remember the last time I caught him, he was on the couch and he was like, oh, uh, uh, do you want to join me? And I was like, oh, mate, no, you can finish yourself off. Like, I'm just out here to get a glass of water. <laughs> but no, I don't have a problem with it. I do know that a lot of women do. Like, I've got a girlfriend who would probably leave her partner if she caught him watching porn. Like, I I don't know. I don't – for me, it's – I don't – it's not like people watch porn and then think about that person. It's not like I'm like, oh, uh, remember that guy I watched in that porno last night with the big cock? I wonder if I can stalk him on Instagram. Like it's almost like they're a fictional character. Well, they're you, basic- you do make a good point there. They're basically like a cartoon character except they're obviously human. But it's just like a, it's like watching a movie. But I think for a lot of women it's probably, and not not for me, mm-hmm. but the deceit. That's why I said, would you prefer if Ryan said, hey, I'm going to go do this now, and you're like, yeah, go so that you feel like you've got some control in it. Oh, for me, if I'm not, if like, if he hits me up and I don't want to put out and then he stays upstairs longer, you know. I know what's going on and I'm so fine with it. Like I, I am more than okay with it. I really like watching porn. <laughs> Have you ever watched girl porn? No. It's really hot. No, I don't. Like I'm not I can't I'm not into girls, but it's really nice to watch. Yeah, I yeah. bet. Highly recommend. Okay. Anyway, I feel like we need to wrap this up. I don't I feel like we've gone, you know, in circles. A little bit about my sex life, a little bit about that vibrator pair thing. Everyone that everyone should get one. But also self-pleasure. It's where it's at. I want everyone to go away and watch some porn. Even if you have to drive up 
a street in your car and just flick on you porn or Pornhub or RedTube. Knows all the names. <laughs> all the names. Have a look at all the different categories. Don't be embarrassed. Don't get shy. Don't get uncomfortable. Just, you know, watch a few things. See what tickles your fancy and then get down with your bad self. Like, I swear it's not a sin. It's it's quite enjoyable. And report back. I want lots of DMs. Okay, so I'm going to wrap this up. Thank you so much for joining me on this enjoyable podcast. Lisa will probably never come and produce a podcast with me again. Um, but please, if you have enjoyed this podcast, please like and comment and send it to your friends and subscribe. Uh, is that what they need to do? Yeah. Yep. Give you lots of love. S- subscribe, love, and just, yeah, pimp me out and scream from the rooftops about how enjoyable it is and I will chat to you guys next week. Lots of love. Bye. Bye.